0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things super show. We have two conventions going on as I'm recording this, Grand Con and Dragon Con. I don't have a lot of news about Grand Con. I'll give you what I have. There was scheduled to be a tag team tournament Friday at Grand Con. As far as I know, that tournament did not happen. It might have happened, but I did not see any news about it. Per the tickets available, only one ticket I saw sold on Grand Con's website, and when I say sold, I mean taken tickets were zero dollars per event, but only saw one ticket used. So if there was a tag team event, unfortunately, I have no news about that. There was a singles event Saturday night. I don't know anything about the format. I'm assuming there were you know matches and then they had a top cut. I can tell you that the top four were in fourth place, Fortress. In third place, Chris Angler. The finalists were two players I'm not familiar with. One, Spencer, the other, known as Cinderella. I'm guessing Cinderella's story. But these two players faced off in the finals. Standard singles match in the finals. Spencer was using. Kota Ibushi, Cinderella was using Shui. This match, I think, went to about Crowd Meter 2, the winner by count out. It was a very fascinating finish. Cinderella hits his finish, is able to force, when he hits the finish, force Spencer to discard the last card. So if Shui wins the uh, wins here with the finish. He wins. If not, when Spencer wins the next turn roll, he wins by countout. Unfortunately for the Shui player for Cinderella, he only rolls a 5, but the crowd meter goes to 7. Spencer immediately breaks out, doesn't win the next roll, but wins the roll after, and therefore wins Grand Con's championship tournament by countout. Congratulations to him for that win. That's all the news I have about Grand Con. Let's talk about Dragon Con. There were no events on Thursday. There were some thoughts that Thursday night, when Dragon Con Wrestling was happening, SRG Universe would get a table at the event. I don't believe that happened. So things started out Friday. Let me give you the news I have for Friday. Friday, after some promotion about not having it, the 24 7 championship belt shows up at Dragon Con. First featured match, Uberstar starts off as the champion faces random guy, defeats random guy, remains 24/7 until Lama Senior takes it off of him and holds it for most of the day with Flora the Mother of Llamas. That's the 24/7 news for Friday. There's one featured match Friday, the ACCW Championship. The champion El Llama Sr. with the grapple version of the Masked Llama faces off against former champion, Everyone's Enemy Joel Williams, playing as El Super Hombre. This is essentially a rematch. Llama Sr. defeated Joel Williams to become the champion. Joel Williams gets another shot to get the championship back. Crowd Meter won the winner, and once again, champion, Everyone's Enemy Joel Williams, he takes. The championship back. Friday night's big event at Dragon Con, the Cosmic Draft. 14 players. 11 players use the new Marauders of the Multiverse cards and decks. 3 players use the Cosmic Crusaders. There are 4 bullet rounds. 2 undefeated players after the bullet rounds, and get a buy into the semis. The remaining 5 in the top cut play in. The two twos are in a triple threat. The two and ones are in a triple threat. The top four in the tournament end up being in fourth place playing as Shui, Rob Ritt. In third place playing as Jin, Practicite. The finalists, the two undefeated players, Lama Sr. as Neptune and John Pardas also as Shui, with the winner of the Friday Night Cosmic Draft event. Lama Senior, congratulations to him for winning the big Friday event. 24-7 news from Saturday, when the day ends. College boy Adam Britt is the 24-7 champion. Unfortunately, he has to vacate it. So going into Sunday, the 24-7 is vacated. On Saturday, and I hope I pronounce this right, Rhaegar, Dragon God, shows up and he becomes the surprise entrant in the Dragon Con triple threat for the ACCW championship. He ends up winning the ACCW championship in this triple threat. After the match, Rhaegar calls out John Partis, and the championship's on the line again, and the Dragon God retains Rhaegar still ACCW champion. Saturday night, the main event... A payoff pack draft. 16 players cutting to a top eight with the two and twos, having a playing round to secure the last three spots in the top eight. The undefeateds were able to call out their opponents in the top cut, but they did not make it into the uh, finals. The top four end up being in fourth place, playing as Sorotonin. Hippie Griswold in third place, playing his K7 sniper, college boy Adam Britt. The finalists were Greg Davidson as Ms. Theory and Shannon Stevens, new player, as Wrench Monkey, with Shannon Stevens, new player, winning the DragonCon payoff pack draft tournament. Congratulations to him. Sunday, the only news I have for Sunday so far, match wise, There was one featured match, the ACCW Tornado Tag Team Championship, was on the line. The champion, Brian Lee, playing as Dangerous Alliance, took on the challenger, Downriver Drew, playing as the Time Traveler Extraordinaires. Brian Lee retains. He's still the Tornado Tag Team Champion of ACCW. Speaking of Downriver Drew, the only releases coming out this weekend related to the convention were. On Friday, three competitors came out. Piglet, Downriver Drew, and Jennifer Siren. Those were the three competitor sets. Sunday, they did a limited release of the six-card Michael Mosley set. Three competitor cards, three finishes. Those will be on sale through Wednesday of this week when Talk of the Universe goes off the air this Wednesday coming up, they will go off. That is all of the news I have about Brand Con and DragonCon. If I get more news, if more comes in as I'm recording this, I will add that on at the end of the show. Otherwise, I'll cover what I did not get to, if possible, on next week's episode. That is the DragonCon news. The next big things to look forward to Next week, Saturday, September 10th, BCW presents Pixel Palace Pandemonium 3. That is a big create a competitor tournament. The winner of the tournament will get to create a competitor in Super Show the Game. There will be sign up promos, brand new cards, sign up promos at Pixel Palace Pandemonium 3. They have not been made public, so I cannot tell you. What they are, I have no official news as to what they are, but there are supposed to be sign-up promos at Pixel Palace Pandemonium 3. In addition to the main tournament, three featured matches. First, the Midwest Coast Championship will be on the line. New champion Bobby Ohio will face his first challenger as champion, Sherry Von Danish. The trios championship the LFF trios championship will be on the line the champion Kirk Polka playing as the my girls trio will face challenger Keith Overby the frequent flyer playing as the new version of the three kings the final match the big one the LFF world heavyweight championship is on the line Bob Dunn the champion versus challenger Matt Nealon Will there be any other featured matches? I don't know. That currently is what's scheduled to happen at Pixel Palace Pandemonium 3. Speaking of Kirk Polka, Kirk Polka was at a big Louisville event yesterday as I record this, September 3rd. Miso's Games hosts a big event. Let me give you what I have on that event. There were 10 players in the event. Eight of the players end up making the top cut. The top four in this event end up being tied for third, the LFF Underworld and Trios champion himself, Kirk Polka, playing as Press 1P, and Colton playing as Drunken Master slash Zen Master. The finalists were King Pink playing as himself. King Pink, of course, the former LFF World Heavyweight Champion. And Kyle Crabtree playing as Dr. Dick Thunderlips with the winner, Kyle Crabtree. Congratulations to him for winning that event. In addition to that, there was a defense of the LFF Underworld Championship at this event. The champion, Kirk Polka, faced off against a player I've never seen before, somebody calling himself Rusty Wool. Allegedly out of Ohio. Again, I'm an Ohio player. Don't know who this guy is. Shows up. It's a last man standing match, or last competitor standing match is what I should say. And after some shenanigans with Rusty Wool getting hit with a shovel, Kirk Polka's declared the winner. Again, this is another goofy Kirk Polka match. I don't know why they're letting Kirk Polka... Have these matches get away with this? You know, you're a dual champion, there were plenty of great players there. I mentioned, of course, King Pink, former champion. We had the enforcer Larry Biednell, Todd Brooks, Alexander Slamilton, the Hallow King, Ken Fouche, great players on hand, so I'm not sure why there needed to be a screwy finish. Will we see the same thing at Pixel Palace? I don't know. I hope not. But that's always a possibility. Speaking of championships, let me give you some championship news. Earlier today, the general manager of the tag team division, EV Fresh, came out and announced that there's going to be a unification match. The LFF Tag Team Championships... And what they're calling the LFF Real Tag Team Championships are going to be unified. September 21st, after Talk of the Universe, they're going to square off the two tag teams, Dangerous Alliance, which holds the LFF Tag Team Championships, and the Jaw Jammers, which hold the quote Real Tag Team Championships end quote, are going to square off. No disqualification match. There will be a winner. Instead of the normal effects of each tag team belt, players will draw a card at the start of the match, and every time there is a double team or a successful save roll, players will draw a card. The players involved in that double team or in that save roll. Next bit of championship news, and all this news I'm giving you in no particular order. There was a defense of the Tornado Tag Team Championship last Wednesday. Alec Ventresca, the champion with El Supersuns, took on Practice Site, the challenger, playing as Sheep Fighters. In a match that goes to crowd meter 3, the winner, playing successfully, Circle of the Sun, Alec Ventresca, he remains the LFF Tornado Tag Team champion. Next, since we talked earlier about the Underworld Championship, there's currently a tournament ongoing to be the next contender for that championship. Eight factions were chosen. Each faction selected representative in the tournament. I gave you, I believe last time we talked about this, the matchups for the first round. We're now in the second round, the semifinal round of this tournament. The winners who are now going on to play Liger's Den matches in the semifinals are in the first Liger's Den match, Matt Barone, playing as Colin the Crononaut, will face the Goat Rocksmith, playing as El Super Rombro. The other match, Paul Trejo, playing as Terror Skull, will take on Split, playing as Davy Richards. Those are the semifinal matchups in this tournament. From what I can tell, those matches have not taken place yet. I'll give you an update when we know who the finalists are. As far as the stipulation in the finals, that still has not been announced. And then the final bit of news I have regarding championships. I reported last week that the higher class won Faction Wars 3. And as a result, the six members of the team would get shots at various LFF championships. Those shots have been announced. I'm just going to go through these in no particular order. Getting a shot at the LFF Tag Team Championship will be the team of Loud and Grumpy. The Grump Danny Thunder and Loudmouth Leo Larynx will get a shot at the LFF Tag Team Championship. Presumably after the unification match. Funtime Bob will get a shot at the United States Championship. Mysterious will get a shot at the Underworld Championship. Big Match Pete will get a shot at the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. And Chad Gropak will get a shot at the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship. Those are how the championship shots from Faction Wars 3 are going to be distributed. Since I talked about Faction Wars 3, Faction Wars 4 If you have not gotten a team, you have until September 11th, a week from the day I'm recording this, so Sunday, September 11th, to submit a team to the general manager, John Calais, at srguniverse.com. That's the email address you'll send that to. I am currently recruiting for a team. I was hoping somebody would ask me to join their team. That didn't happen. So plan B, trying to form a team myself. If you're interested, reach out to me through Facebook Messenger, and I will get you a spot on the team if one remains. At this point, I have four players. I'm looking for two to three more. Once signups officially close, the next step is going to be the draft, taking place two weeks after that deadline, so three weeks after today. Sunday, September 25th, that will be the night of the Faction Wars 4 Draft. That's the Faction Wars news. CCC news. Match two, round three, 2021 Creative Competitor Competition was again delayed this week. Hopefully, it will kick off next week, Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, and run until Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 72 hours. It's the tag team round. I've talked about how the tag team round. Is supposed to function. I'm not happy that it continues to be delayed. Apparently, the issue this week, from what I heard, was problems actually getting the post to go live on the Facebook page of SRG Universe. This is not good that this is delayed. It's currently over a month after this was supposed to be completed. This was supposed to be done by Gen Con this year. That was the first weekend in August. The next deadline that they have set is that they want to announce the winner at the SRG Awards, which will be happening at ArmorCon the weekend of October 15th. That is just over five weeks from today. So that gives them one week to complete this round and then four weeks to do the semifinals and the finals. Hopefully there are no more delays. Otherwise, I don't know how that's going to work because they are already very tight to get to this deadline, to get to October 15th. Hopefully they will make it so that October 15th, the weekend of ArmorCon, which is a three-day con, the 14th through the 16th, hopefully they will be able to get this done so they can make the announcement that weekend. That's also the same weekend as Marktoberfest 4. October 15th is Marktoberfest 4. That's a CAC tournament, just like Pixel Palace Pandemonium 3. Also, might as well mention this now, since we're talking about CAC tournaments. The week after, Pixel Palace Pandemonium 3, FreeCon 3, Game King, Fall River, Massachusetts, also a -a Create-A-Competitor tournament event. The last bit of news I have to talk about before we go into the tournaments from this past week as well as the results of Sunday night fights coming up tonight as I record this, and any news that comes in late about Dragon Con or potentially Grand Con. The last thing I'm going to talk about is Chibi's Seat of Power tournament. So, for eight weeks earlier in the year, Chibi ran Thursday night's Seat of Power tournaments. The top two players from each of those eight tournaments were put into this Seat of Power Grand Tournament. It was all supposed to take place one night. Due to scheduling, it's going to take place over the course of a month. Let me give you the 16 people who are in this tournament. Oh, before I give you that, one last thing I'm seeing. I should have mentioned this earlier. The Intergalactic Championship is going to be on the line next week, apparently, after the dojo. That's next Tuesday, September 6th. The champion Chugonomics will take on Rowdy Ron, the challenger. This is for the Intergalactic Championship. With the Intergalactic Championship, every time it is defended, the champion must use a different competitor as well as the challenger. They can't use competitors that have already been used. I'm not sure how strict that is, but. It's going to be a brand new competitor for the champion in this match. We'll find out who they're using when the match takes place next Tuesday. Back to the Seat of Power. Here are the 16 players in this month-long Seat of Power tournament. First, Hold the Line of Harry. Hold the Line of Harry must play either Mila Mai, Sage the Wicked Witch, or El Superombre. He essentially qualified with those three competitors. He can use one of the three. Matt Nealon is playing as John Press1P. Eddie Fury as Eddie Fury. Lucky Cat Nico as Rainbow Girl. El Super Jimbre as Scarlet Graves. Brian Waitford Schmidt as Johnny Gargano. Rowdy Ron qualified with Yiva Lionheart and Kenny Omega. He must choose one of those. Cheshire with everybody. Time bomb Tim with Danny Limelight and Dirty Eddie again. Must choose one of those. Candyman Dan with himself and Bjorn the Norseman. Ricky Riot with X-Royce. Yasmin with Macho Manny. Jeffrey Fox as the Prince of Fashion. Johnny Eldorado as AJ Styles. Bob Dunn as Dr. Jake Hill. And Alec Ventresca as Will Ospreay. These 16 players will choose their competitor and send the competitor, and a deck list in for this tournament. The deadline for the finalized deck list is September 9th. The top 16, the first matches, have to be played by the 16th of September. A week later, the 23rd, the top eight will be played. A week later, September 30th, the top four must have been played. And then once all of those have been played. The finals will take place on a future episode of Sunday Night Fights. When the matchups will be published once every deck list has been submitted and finalized. That is where we are with Chibi's Seat of Power tournament. Now let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. Monday, the Monday Night Consigliere fights. Nine players in this tournament. One group of five, one group of four. Top two from each group advance into the top cut. The top four are in fourth place Zach Achley as Hollywood. In third place, Eddie Fury as Eddie Fury. The finalists are the Canoli as the Ultimate Fighter and the Judge Tim Riley as Gabby Ortiz, with the Canoli winning the monday night consigliere fights congratulations to cannoli on that victory thursday we have chibi's thursday night fights there are 20 players in this event four groups five players per group top two from each group advance into the top cut in the quarterfinal round all of the matches are played using the Steel Cage match stipulation. In the semifinals, all of the matches are played using the Ring of Fire stipulation. And the finals match and third place match are played using the Tables, Ladders, and Chains stipulation. The top four here are in fourth place. Playing as King Kong Dundee, Ryan Pierce in third place. Playing as the Pulverizer, Candyman Dan, your finalists are the Italian Bombata as himself, and Alec Ventresca as A.R. Fox with the winner, Alec Ventresca as A.R. Fox. A.R. Fox, a competitor, not really on the radar. It's nice to see him get a win here. As far as I know, that is going to do it for the weekly tournaments from this past week. Let's talk about Sunday Night Fights. But before I get to Sunday Night Fights, there are a couple things I need to mention. First, earlier I said that one of the new competitors that came out was Jennifer Siren. It's Jessica Siren. I apologize for getting that wrong. Second, something I missed that was announced recently the next Play Pure tournament is going to be at PAX Unplugged. PAX Unplugged, I believe, is taking place the first weekend of December this year. Now, on to Sunday Night Fights. Three matches, so to speak, Sunday Night Fights. I'll explain why it's, so to speak. It starts off the 8-Bit Championship on the line, the inaugural match. Alien Invader playing as the 8-Bit Alien Invader versus Ant West as his new, yet-to-be-released competitor, the SRG Antagonist. In the first match, the following is on the line. Whoever wins the match... Becomes the first 8 bit champion. Whoever loses becomes the GM of the 8 bit division. The 8 bit championship gives the 8 bit champion plus one to breakout rolls for every non 8 bit art card the opponent has in play. There's also an added stipulation or added condition of the match. If the alien invader wins, then the SRG antagonist competitor set will not come out. I don't like conditions like this. It's not a good precedent for me to basically have it to where you can create a card and for some reason that card or competitor set doesn't come out. I don't like that as a condition. It didn't matter here because in very quick fashion, Ant West wins. The match becomes the inaugural 8-Bit Champion. After the match, after some back and forth, they decide to play a second match. This time with Ant-West as the 8-Bit Champion, which means he can use the 8-Bit Championship entrance card. Something I didn't mention earlier, but I'll mention it now. Because there are no 8-Bit Spectacles or 8-Bit Entrances, Those were not legal for this match. In the second match, the Alien Invader is able to win. He becomes the second 8 bit champion. And then they decide to play a third match. Alien Invader gives Ant West another shot to potentially become the 8 bit champion. Unfortunately for him, Alien Invader successfully defends. He's still the 8 bit champion. This makes Ant West. The general manager of the 8 bit division. As far as the future of the 8 bit championship going forward, nothing was announced tonight on Sunday Night Fights. The next match up on Sunday Night Fights is a match for a shot at the LFF Hardcore Championship. As of right now, the current LFF Hardcore Champion is Time Bomb Tim with Wrench Monkey. I am scheduled to face Time Bomb Tim as DJ Outlaw. I am still skeptical that that will happen. But regardless of whether or not that match happens, if it does, the winner will face the winner of this match I'm about to talk about. If it doesn't, then Time Bomb Tim will face the winner of this match, a match between Michael Kerr playing as Kenny Omega and Prince Butters playing as the Huntress Angel Lynn. They faced off in a TLC match that went deep. It went all the way to even more ladders, which I believe is the next to last in the series. I believe it is crowd meter 7. I want to say that this goes from crowd meter 0 to 8, 0 to 2, 3 to 5, 6 to 8. So this got up to, by my count, 7 even more ladders. Very tight match. The winner in the end who will be a future contender for the LFF Hardcore Championship is Michael Kerr. Not good for me because his name sounds so much like mine. It would be very easy to forget that I was the next contender and just slide Michael Kerr right in there. So not a good sign for my shot at the Hardcore Championship. Again, we'll see when that happens. As of right now, I can report there's been nothing announced as far as the schedule for the next LFF Hardcore Championship match. That brings us to the final match of Sunday Night Fights Eddie Fury versus Tim Riley. As far as I know, there was nothing on the line in this match. I don't know if this was a Deep Six Championship match or anything like that. I have no idea what was going on with this match. But the two of them squared off. In the main event of Sunday Night Fights, Eddie Fury playing as Haltane. Off the top of my head, I can't recall if it's Haltane the Paladin or Haltane the Slayer of Chromatic Dragons. It's one of the two, but it is Haltane versus the Judge Tim Riley playing his Big Match Pete. It ends up being a very short match at crowd meter zero. Eddie Fury, after playing a follow-up stomp, hits the finish. It's not stopped. Rolls a 10. And on the third breakout roll, Tim Riley is also able to roll a 10, breaks out, takes it to crowd meter one. At crowd meter one, this time Tim Riley hits the finish, and Eddie Fury is unable to kick out. Tim Riley wins the match on Sunday Night Fights. During Sunday Night Fights, it gets announced that the Intergalactic Championship match taking place next Tuesday after the dojo between Chugonomics the champion, and Rowdy Ron, the challenger, will be a trios match. Will we see Chugonomics play as Warlords of the Sea? It's possible. We don't know. It would be a very likely thing to happen. Chugonomics is featured on that trio. We'll just have to wait and see. We also got an update on DragonCon. The Sunday night event kicked off. 14 players. In the Sunday night event, after so many preliminary rounds, it cuts to a top eight. No disqualification matches in the top eight. Here are the matchups in the top eight. From what I understand, Wayne playing as AC3 versus John playing as Neptune. Rachel playing as Mars versus Math Guy playing as the Mad One. College Boy, I believe that's Adam Britt, playing as Big Bad Bobby D versus Steve Bennick playing as the Masked Llama, and Rob Britt playing as Lucky Cat Nico, versus everyone's enemy Joel Williams playing as Swim Files. From what I understand, John won his match with Neptune, and Rachel won her match as Mars, so those two are going on to the top four. I don't have results for the other two at this point, and unless those come in in the next couple of minutes, I'm not going to have them either. So, as far as tournaments coming up this week, Saturday, Pixel Palace Pandemonium 3 in Columbus, Ohio. Nothing's been posted about a Monday night or Thursday night online tournament, but those are likely. Dojo Tuesday nights for sure happening this week with the Intergalactic Championship match happening immediately after. And that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. The remaining Dragon Con and potential other Grand Con news will happen on next week's show. Otherwise, I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day. And just as I was about to post the episode, the results for the Sunday night tournament, the Dragon Con World Championship tournament, came in. Two of the matches in the top eight had completed. The other two completed. We had college boy Adam Britt as big bad Bobby D win his match, and Joel Williams as swim files win his match. So, the top four, the semifinal round, ends up being college boy Adam Britt as big bad Bobby D versus Rachel as Mars, and everyone's enemy Joel Williams as swim files versus John as Neptune. These are both special guest referee matches both using the Michael Mosley King of Cosplay competitors two of the three competitors out of that set as a reminder in a special guest referee match a competitor is chosen each player in the match can use that competitor's gimmick in addition to their own for the first match college boy versus rachel They used the gimmick on the King of Cosplay Michael Mosley competitor that featured the art from the, uh, I keep it G here, for the, I think it's called a Cenobite, I don't remember what it's called exactly, but it's the main villain in the Clive Barker Heck Razor. It's not Heck Razor, but again, keeping it G on the show. In the other match, the special guest referee, Joel Williams versus John, the king of cosplay competitor featuring the art based on the Black Adam character. The winners of those two matches that met in the finals were College Boy and Joel Williams. So, College Boy as Big Bad Bobby D versus Joel Williams as Swim Files in a two out of three falls match. I did not get to see as much of this as I would like, but the winner of the first fall was College Boy, and the winner of the second fall was College Boy. College Boy wins the big Dragon Con singles constructed tournament. Congratulations to Adam Britt for his victory. And with that being said, that will do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. And good day.